Oh, man. I told you this was going to happen when we put the saloon doors in. I I I disagree yeah. with what you find like to be a problem with it. Oh, like, oh so we're gonna... you disagree that there's an illegal poker game happening in the porno room now? Uh, I know to not acknowledge whatever is happening anywhere in this place. There's a guy with a giant sombrero back there. There's another guy who's got an eye patch on. I think I saw four or five live chickens in there. You may have think that you saw that, but you shouldn't really acknowledge. Uh, hey. Hey. You guys working today? We're behind the counter, dude. Mm-hmm. Hey, can I get in on that uh, that game back there? Last time I No looked, idea what you're talking about? There, there weren't any empty seats. No idea what you're talking about. Now, there is a full selection of pornos back there. You can help yourself. And... Um, it's all over. It's all over social media, guys. They know. If you wait around, somebody will get double-crossed eventually, and then a seat will open up. If you hear a gunshot. Well, that's what... But again, I'm... I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I'm going to... The gunshot, though, that could be anywhere in the building, really. I mean, those pop off every 15, 20 minutes. And do you always say porno movies? Or shouldn't you say adult movies? I guess. Mm. I think it's just weird to say, like, adult movies and kid movies. Speaking of movies, I... Like, that we have kid movies, we have adult movies... I... I mean, to be fair, the neon sign does say porno movies, so. Yeah, Yeah, you could see it from, like, six blocks away. Jerry definitely spent some money on that one. Like, we we say, like, that's the nice way of saying porno as as adult movies, but Schindler's List is an adult movie, (laughs) you know? Like, but I wouldn't put Schindler's List back there. Yeah, we got kids' movies, adult movies porno movies yeah well uh, just here to return this this sequel um i noticed oh, yeah? yeah i i accidentally grabbed it and i've coming back to grab the first one but i've noticed you guys don't have any of the original movies let me see just sequels oh, yeah that's a bummer uh well, if you're looking for an original movie, here's Army of the Dead. Mm-hmm. This part one. Get in on the ground floor, dude. Here you go. I, this is going to st- start a whole cinematic universe. Look. Just you see. you. Re- I already rented it. Here's another one. You guys mm-hmm. gave it to me, and then you walked out of the store to my car and just said, here's a free one. Don't bring it back. Mm-hmm. It's customer service with us. Which, First and foremost. Which I returned to all of them. Jerry's really instilled that in us. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put four in this guy's bag right now. Gee, okay. Enough. Nobody liked Army of the Dead, guys. You, well, I will tell you I will say that you you're gonna need at least ten of these to uh as an ante for that game in the back. Mm-hmm. They use Army of the Dead DVDs as poker chips. I but again, I don't know what's going coins. on back there. No, 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 no. I think they're using both. You just got to convert. There's 
currency exchanges around the porno room. Yeah. You guys got a weird thing going here. Do you have the original for for the film? No. No. No, and I apologize about that, that we would have a sequel and not the original, but it's a really complicated, convoluted method with which we we get these movies. There's a whole like website and a lottery system. It's so we we're not actually responsible for the selection of what we have. Just just fill in the backstory in your head. Mm-hmm. No, I it's pay easy. taxes. I don't. I, no, I don't. I shouldn't sure have to do a, that. A legal YouTube upload of it. Yeah, I I don't know how YouTube works. You don't know how us two work? No, you too. The shitty At band. Least, I mean, they're still going. Don't, don't you, don't you ever talk about you two like that? I don't. Go to I the kinda, corner. Some people are down on them, you're but I, the, I like what I like. What you told you to go to the corner. I like what Kyle. Kyle, you told you to go to the corner. To the corner. I'm not going to the corner. Go to the corner. No, dude, it's scary over there. You two need to learn a lesson. Go to, go the, to corner. the adult movie corner, not the porno corner. <laughs> the adult movie corner. Well, anyway, I mean, uh, what 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 movie do you have now? Uh, well, I hate to ruin it, but on special tonight is a uh, movie about a cop. Oh, but, right. Yeah, it is a sequel, though. <sighs> I hope that's okay. Have you seen the original? All you need to see is the first five minutes. One of the guys at the It'll poker game up. told me about the original. <laughs> yeah. So you're admitting to the poker game then? Oh, a separate poker game. Our poker game. Yeah. That one we use uh, guns as uh, poker chips. People are down on YouTube, but I like what Bongo does musically. Why are you still here? <laughs> I'm going to go to the corner now. Thank, Thank you. <laughs> That's what we needed. Tonight on 5 Day Rentals, Maniac Cop 2. Sequels only, guys. We did it. A part four and then a part two. <laughs> We're just stitching our own story together at this point. Yeah. Well, uh, thankfully, I mean, our previous movie, Texas Chainsaw Massacre of the Next Generation, had a nice little um, title card to explain somewhat that there was previous Chainsaw Massacres. Let's not and at compliment least it, it too much. <laughs> no. Uh, and then it, uh, Maniac Cop 2 pulls a uh, a Friday the 13th and pretty much gives us the end of the first movie, which I thought was kind of nice. Bones, did you go back so, and end up watching part one? I did not have enough time to, no. Okay. Um, I think I will eventually, though. 
you, I'm kind of intrigued to to watch three as well. You kind of get what you need from the intro of part two. Oh, okay. I mean, there's some decent action, but you'll, I mean, that's really the bit that you need to go into this next story. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't feel like I was missing anything just from a, well, I won't give it away. I really liked this movie. I had fun watching this movie. Um, This movie was great. This was a breath of fresh air coming off of <laughs> yeah. Texas Chainsaw 4. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Dan, I had to reveal this movie to you like a week and a half ago because of scheduling and stuff. Hey. So... <laughs> You got the inside track. Did you watch it just the once? I well, I watched it twice. Wow. And I'm glad that you were in that position and I was not because yeah. It took me a long time to for the next pick. So <laughs> glad I was the last here. But yeah, I watched it twice. Um I have not watched Maniac Cop one but maniac cop has been on my list for years to watch so yeah this is where it's nice i think to have sort of a bank of movies sort of just ready to go you know as soon as you said sequel i was like oh shit yeah i can i can knock this out so i have been to the depths of the internet's Say that much. I can't what, trying to find your next selection. Yeah, I can't wait to find out what Russian app we need to install into Hulu to be able to watch on, it on somebody else's account. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a Middle Eastern one this time, so you guys just relax. He now Dan really is. He's the most. Um, intellectual with his picks i'm the smartest guy in in this room yeah i'm the only smartest guy in this room oh fuck we're on zoom damn it um well you've taken us to spain to hong kong i've taken you to hong kong i've taken you to netherlands amsterdam uh i took you to canada a few times well, 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 it was supposed to be America, but it's Canada. Kyle took us to Texas last week, mm-hmm. and that was su- insufferable. Yeah. Couldn't wait to get out of Texas. And this week, we get to uh, we go to where pretty much all stories should ever be told: uh, New York City, baby. Bones, you got that that sweet like New York grime just running through your veins. Savage yeah. Streets. Was that New York or is that L.A.? Oh, that was L.A. What was your other New York <laughs> film? I thought he had another one, didn't he? I had I the Jury. Parties. I the Jury is New York. I guess Kron does. Dead Heat. Yeah. Because he had uh, another sequel on our show. Death oh, Wish yeah, 3. Death, Death Wish 3. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, he's he's the grimy one. You're mm-hmm. a New York grime rat king. I'm a New York dude. 
I'm I'm back in the New New York groove. There you go. New York state of mind. Well, well, while we're in it, let's let's just stay in it and get into this thing, huh? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Having not seen the first one, I'm going to read I'm going to go through the story that way. So there might be some things that I'm going to I might have some questions or whatever, but just up front for the listener and for you guys, I took my notes in in that uh, in that style. So, like I said, we open with a uh, Friday the Thirteenth style, um, showing the last five minutes, the main action climax of the first movie. We're on some docks in some sort of warehouse. We've got a maniac cop. He's trying to attack Bruce Campbell, um, who's in the back of like an armored car like a paddy wagon he's handcuffed locked inside maniac cop is um slashing with like an axe trying to get inside young cop and a sassy blonde cop they also pull up um the blonde calls the maniac cop cordell maniac cop kills the rookie the other cop that showed up and starts throwing bruce campbell around um, maniac cop, he gets in the van when he starts hearing sirens in the distance. He takes off. Bruce Campbell jumps on the side. They're starting to fight. Maniac cop, he drives into this hanging post. It's hanging like on a chain, you know, horizontally. Drives through, pierces himself, and ends up driving off the edge of this pier into the water. Black screen. We get some children laughing and singing. There's like this little poem. Then later, we don't know how much later, we get uh, slow pain and credits over a junkyard of police vehicles. Bad one of these, Yeah. One of these cars uh, starts up, lights up, and drives off. Cut to a 24-hour corner store. Oh, and, and a Larry Cohen production. Yeah. Yes. Just want to point out the man who brought you the stuff and I, the jury. Cue the winged serpent. <laughs> and. Oh, shit. What's that weird one with the like alien Jesus? I'll look it up and tell you later. I'm not, I'm not familiar. No. He didn't name it alien Jesus. No man, it's a. I told, I told you and Chad to watch it at some point. Chad watched it. Apparently, it fell on deaf ears somewhere else. What? He's too smart for it. Anyway, sorry. Oh no, you're right. We got a 24-hour corner store like bodega. Um, this junkie walks in. Uh. Pretty sure this is the same guy who is the junkie in Cobra. That Cobra says you're the disease, or yeah, you're the disease. I'm the cure. Yeah, that's, he's the one who's like hijacking in the grocery store. That sounds right. <laughs> yeah, the guy's like a really good actor, like character actor. He pops up all over the all over the place. He got a great face, like acne scars and. Mm-hmm. Um, so he enters. This movie has, a, has has several acne scars. 
Yes. Acne stars. Uh, yeah. Nice. So he slips in. Uh, he starts pocketing some candy. The the cashier even calls him out like, hey, is there something I can help you with? Junkie pulls a gun on the guy. Um, cashier manages to hit the panic button. He starts, Junkie starts going on about like, I need the cash. I need the cash. Cashier opens it. There's nothing in there. Junkie's like, open the safe. You know, there's this little exchange. I can't open the safe until the boss gets here. What time is the boss get here? 6 a.m. I'll wait. Did, did like, you notice fuck it. At, at this convenience store, like behind the guy working there is like brawny paper towels, Reynolds wrap and Pringles. I don't know why that is behind the counter where like small bottles of alcohol normally go. Well, that's because kids come in there and they shove the Pringles cans <laughs> down their pants. Like, mm. now you know what it's like to be Cron Howard. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Have you ever actually looked at what you're paying for aluminum foil? Shit's ridiculous. Yeah. Got a real problem in this country. Yeah, you'd think you'd want the bounty, like the bounty, the paper towels and stuff throughout the store, right? Well, the, quick cleanup. I was wondering if in the like home goods section of this convenience store, that's where all the alcohol is. <laughs> that's what the people really want. Mm-hmm. So they the the junkie is like, well, you know, we can't get to the cash. I need the cash. Screw it. Let's start playing some lottery. So uh, at gunpoint, he makes the cashier start scratching off some lotto scratchers. You know, he starts getting mad because he's not winning anything. The cashier's getting nervous. What do you know? He actually ends up scratching off like a fifty thousand dollar or five thousand dollar, one of the two. I think and, it's five uh, grand. Yeah, he starts getting excited. Um, the cops haven't showed up, but Maniac Cop has showed up. He's in the back of the store. Uh, the junkie shoots at him, has no effect. Maniac Cop takes the gun away. He shoots the cashier with it and then gives the gun back to the junkie. The junkie's like, why? <laughs> Did <laughs> you also notice it's like super smoky in there once yes. he shoots him? I was going to say mm-hmm. quite an entrance. Yeah, they just brought in a fog machine to like fill up the convenience store. Oh, maybe Maniac Cop cracked like one of the coolers and was letting the, the cool air just sort of sp- spill out. That could be. Uh, sirens, cops actually show up, pull outside. The junkie runs out. He's like, it wasn't me. It was one of you. He stupidly won't put the gun down. Cops just blast him. And... It looks a poor awesome. $5,000. Oh, it looks great. He yeah, we got shot some great like squib. 32 times. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's a uh, so it's a great cover up cuz you think obviously this junkie shoots the cashier and then cops shoot junkie. So um it's Christmas, guys. This is a fucking Christmas movie. Yeah, that's going to be knew? a question of mine is would this be a considered a Christmas movie? Yeah. Yeah. I I am in the camp of Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I know some people like that's it's sort of like this anti-contrarian like 
fuck you. You know, Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Like, if Christmas has a big input on the actual plot of the thing, you know. I think anything is... Lethal Weapon, not so much. Anything's a Christmas movie if you watch it every year at Christmas time. Okay. Have you guys watched uh, I Think You Should Leave Season 2 yet? I I started On Netflix? I started it. Okay. Let me know when you get to the, uh, the Santa Claus sketch. Okay. Pretty great. Uh, we're at the uh, we're at New York Police Headquarters. Oh wait, we're in the. Can, can I jump in real quick? Always. There, there's a part where, as the store is being held up, uh, I thought this was really funny. But there's like a cop buying food at another place, like down the street. Yeah, and it's the little call comes over the radio, and it says, uh, "We have a ten twenty five in progress." And then for the audience, it goes, that's a silent alarm triggered at Julio's bodega. <laughs> and I was like, oh, right on. <laughs> yeah. Dude has his own like call sign on the police radio. Yeah, and then he just throws it out the window. Yeah, the one cop just chucks all of their food out of the window of the police like, car. You can fucking... <laughs> Save Joe it for Piscopo later. would be so pissed. <laughs> Save it for later, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's that's, that's a really it's a really unnecessary um, cut to. I was like, gonna eat we that. Steve. We don't need that. Like as soon as we saw him hit the silent alarm, I love that the movie included it though. That they yeah. thought, let's put this little scene in. <laughs> so, back at headquarters, uh, the commissioner is decorating his tree. Um, the commissioner, you'll know, he's always plays like a fucking sleazy dude in a lot of shit. Um, our officers, Mallory and Forrester. So Mallory is the blonde officer that was there at the, uh, well, the beginning of this movie, the end of the previous movie. Um, Dan. Can you tell us who this lovely lady played previously? Oh, uh, that's Velda. Velda. It's our love. It's our lovely Velda from. She, she's back. I the back jury. Again, she's back. Whew. Sadly, not long enough though. Yeah. Um, and F- uh, Officer Forrester, that's Bruce Campbell. They are talking with the com- uh, police commissioner. He says that they're cleared of all charges. In fact, they're going to get commendations. But they immediately ask, what about Cordell? You never found his body. Um, Commissioner just wants to ignore this. He says, Cordell died in Sing Sing. Um, So the commissioner seconds that the, um, or he sends the cops to a Susan Riley. She's a police psychologist. Uh, No one believes these cops, um, that this maniac cop is actually Cordell. So, uh, the psychotherapist, they show up to the psychotherapist's office, who's incredibly weird. Like, this actress just plays this part throughout the movie, just so odd. Um, they start to kind of looks confused. Yeah. And then she's like randomly smiling at shit. It's, it's really odd. Um, so they, they, they meet with her. That's, 
she starts to basically say like, I don't believe you. You're under some emotional stress. Bruce Campbell and uh, Mallory, they start to disagree at whether they should just let it go or continue to argue that they've seen Cordell. So Bruce Campbell says like, I don't, I don't know. I don't have anything other than being a cop. Like I need this job. So I'm willing to just let it go. And Mallory is, she doesn't want that. And the psychotherapist is basically not going to let her back on the street. She says, I can't let anyone on the streets with a gun with emotional problems. So, so on this line, we then immediately cut to a pretty awesome stunt. Somebody jumping or being thrown out of like a third story window, smashing on the top of a van then rolling onto this alley they no more try to get up and they are immediately shot and we pan over and we see detective mckinney at at first i thought he shot him in midair like as he was falling to the (laughs) van below yeah i was like dude that's sick (laughs) yeah uh two two other cops run up behind mckinney uh they check the body they say uh you know too bad you didn't kill him McKinney walks away. Too much fucking paperwork. Uh, McKinney is Robert Davi from Die Hard, Show, License to Kill, Showgirls, Showgirls. Another another great pop marked face. Uh, so McKinney he shows up to Riley's office, the psychotherapist. We get a classic. Mind if I smoke? Actually, I do. Oh, man, that scene was so annoying. Like, she saw him take those cigarettes out, put one in his mouth, and light it. And then she Mm -hmm. said, I actually do mind. Right. Just let him know up front. I mean. She waited for him to do the hard work. Wasted a whole cigarette. To be fair, he also went through all of that and then asked. (laughs) So, I don't know if he did it as, like, maybe if he just started smoking and then asked, she wouldn't... I think if you're the offended party, it's your responsibility to speak up in this scenario. Yeah. He's just a grizzled cop, you know? Do you guys feel that playing your music uh, without headphones or on a Bluetooth speaker in public is the new smoking? I think it's okay if you're in your car with your windows down. (laughs) Like... If I pull up next to somebody and I can hear their music, I'm just like, all right, whatever. Right. Let me pause my shit for a minute. Right. I'm just getting fucking sick and tired of people walking through places just listening to beats on their phone. Like, well, fucking aggravating. What about bathrooms? Like, (laughs) there's dudes that are taking shits that are just like watching videos. I'm like, yeah. No, dude. I get being on your phone, but... Yeah, you check your email and shit, but... Yeah. Do you, like, tap on the thing, and you're yeah. like, some some of us are trying to listen to people shit in here. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be tapping in any public nah. restrooms, though. And dicks come out. Yeah. Toe tapping, or just, you know... Yeah. What are you talking about, though? Like... If there's no if there's no hole, then they just have to get their dick to the bottom of the of the stall divider. Oh no, Kyle! If you get a little double tap on the toe, that means a come in the stall with me. Yeah, but you're still not seeing a dick just because of a double tap. 
that's what you're being you invited I mean, to a dick. And we're not talking about be- a detective. Yeah, you don't know what's behind that uh, that toilet paper dispenser. <laughs> I guess I'm not opening other they- stalls in the bathroom. Maybe somebody gets so excited when they get that double tap, they just punch right through it. <laughs> Mash their penis right through the wall. <laughs> the little crack of the door. So if it doesn't get too hard, it gets stuck. <laughs> All right. So McKinney is at Riley's office. I do agree with you, though. We had a lady in our office that just one day was like, it's quiet in here. And then the next day she just brought in her speaker and just started playing music. And I'm like, you know, I got headphones. Oh, she's like, oh, I thought everybody was cool. And I'm like, I don't want to listen to that. So I ended yeah. up just having to put my headphones in. What music was it? This is like iHeartRadio, like the hits mm. of today. And I'm like, terrible. No. I, my go-to move in my previous job, because, you know, there's people of different ages. So when kids would walk up and do that shit, I'd say, hey, your phone's ringing. And I'd be like, what? Like, I, there's, I think you're phone's ringing like are you gonna answer your phone and they'd get real confused and i think they realized like oh he's saying like shut the fuck up would you guys still be offended though if somebody walked up just jamming on bile or something I'd say it's not what you're listening to it's the fact that like if i just walked through it would have been frustrating in the 80s with kids with boom boxes and shit I don't know. If you walk up playing top 40, I can make a snap decision on who you are as a person. Right. But if you're playing some of my favorite music and you're walking up, listening to it on your shitty phone, then I'm I don't like I'm still make a judgment on you. You're not making a snap judgment for a dude playing bile on his phone. Yeah, you would be like pretty fucking cool guy. I mean, I guess you're hearing him before you see him, but as soon as you see him, it's pretty much confirmed, right? All the body mods and shit mm-hmm. on this guy. Oh, yeah. He's going to be modded out, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you didn't hear the bile, you would hear the jingle jangle of all of the... Uh, <laughs> His metal studs rubbing together. <laughs> yeah. The Apple Lang and the Prince Albert that are banging every time he steps. Well, maybe that's why he's got the music on to cover up the <laughs> sound of metal oh. clanking together. Well, that's like the guy in the stall. He's probably watching something to cover up his shitting sounds. Plops, you know. I don't know. I mean, in the bathroom, I would almost rather hear a video than somebody's gnarly dump happening. I mean, I'm not listening for the dump. I'm just saying, how? What? If I have to shit in a public bathroom, I'm not going in there to watch a fucking video. It's like I'm going in there, I'm getting it done, and I'm getting the fuck out of there. It's I'm not hanging yeah. out. I'm not. I'm not buying the newspaper yeah. and shit. Like, yeah, that I totally get. I watch videos on the toilet all the time at home. Yeah, that's that's fine. I'm like how the f- it's, like how long you been in here, dude? It's just the it's the it's just the discourtesy of putting that that stimulation on to other people. You yeah, know, but I'm saying it's like you're making me listen to 30 seconds of something that I have no other context for. It's fucking frustrating. 
or the alternative in that specific scenario though is just listening to turds hit the water not if there's music playing or right you know the fans but if, going if you if you're taking a shit and somebody next to you sits down and starts taking a shit and they pull out their phone and start fucking watching UFC clips and you can hear it and then you go well, I guess we're doing this and then you pull out your phone and you start doing whatever like that's frustrating to that person right like hey I'm trying to watch something but now you've put like Stop the shit. whole point stop shitting so loud over there I'm trying hey. to watch these UFC highlights yeah but it's communal space if I just started going, oh, every like while I was shitting, I'm making noise. Like the sound of pooping is one thing. Just going the whole time. The sound of pooping is the name of our first album. But yeah, it's expected when you walk into a bathroom. Yes, exactly. Where have you been your whole life, Kyle? So you're both saying you would rather hear this, the sounds of someone shitting than whatever is going to be on their cell phone YouTube. No, like, if you're the only fucker in there and you're watching a video, that's fine. But as soon as you hear the door open, you should shut the video off. That's even like, more suspect. Because <laughs> then it's like, the, what is that the, guy up to in there? The point is you can't control the sound coming out your asshole, right? <laughs> to an extent. Like yeah. that's just a part of it. That's just a part of it. Uh, yes, there's eventually dietary. Yes. But in that moment, but equal ground, I don't know what's coming out of me. Like I don't know what noises are coming out of me. So the agreement is your poop noises and my poop noises, that's allowed. You listening to a UFC video. It's not cool. Yeah, what if I'm really trying to concentrate over here? Mm-hmm. Or if I'm ah. trying to pay my electric got, bill or something. I got the sweats. This was an emergency. I want every... I don't even want to be here. If I'm in a public restroom, I just want a wall of white noise coming through. <laughs> yeah, that's... I agree. Not <laughs> fucking... Let, okay, let's... Let's move the scenario from the shitter. You're at the dentist office and you're in the waiting room. Yeah, that's different. Okay. Unless someone's shitting in there. <laughs> you're a man of the people, Cron. Then yeah, cr- crank up Jurassic Park or whatever's playing on that little TV in there. All right, McKinney is at the psychotherapist, psychologist, whatever, for a post-shooting debriefing. McKinney basically says he feels good about shooting that scum. Uh, we find out, you know, pretty quick, McKinney's pretty hard-boiled here. Um, he's he's about to leave when Riley calls him out saying, well, you know, your former partner, Manelli, he reached out to me about getting some help. Uh, but then he, you know, then he turned up dead a few days later. Uh, McKinney's like, what are you getting at with this? Um, Riley thinks that McKinney might have something to do with talking him out of seeking the help. 
And McKinney says, you know, I found him the next, or, you know, three days later. So this real back and forth. McKinney decides to leave. Riley yells, please don't shut the door right as he slams the door. And it's the, it's the most quiet door slam. <laughs> like, you'd, they should have turned the foley up on that a little bit, I think. I think he would have been more respectful at the door had the cigarette thing not just happened. Yeah. Yeah, he's angry. Let me he have one. Smoke of, one. Mm-hmm. Let me have one of these. Yeah. So McKinney and Riley, they're not off to a good start. We get outside police uh, headquarters. Forrester, that's Bruce Campbell. He's walking out. He stops at a local newsstand. We meet the local blind newspaper guy. He tells Bruce Campbell, um, "Hey, I heard you made the papers." Bruce Campbell takes a look at it and says, "Oh yeah, this is actually a decent picture. He wants to buy a dozen of them." It's a sweet little thing where he's like, hold out your hand. This is a $5 bill. You trust me? Yeah, I trust you. So Bruce Campbell goes over. He sits down. This whole time, this is intercut with Maniac Cop walking in the distance, spinning his baton. And as he gets closer, he ends up pulling out this blade, like a secret blade inside the baton. Bruce Campbell sits down. He says, all right, let's take a look and see what they have to say about Teresa or Mallory. He uh, he puts the paper right up in front of his face, and just as he does, bam, blade right through his throat, through the paper. The old blind guy comes over. He's like, what, what the hell? What's going on? What's going on? Ends up touching Maniac Cop for a little bit. Maniac Cop takes off, yells for the police. Dan, did you find out in any research why they killed off Bruce Campbell? Like, did he just want out of this series of movies? I feel like this is the kind of thing he'd be all right with doing. Like multiple maniac cop movies. Yeah. The only thing I found with Campbell was that he doesn't, he was going through a nasty divorce at this time. So he doesn't really like to talk about Maniac Cop 2, which I thought there'd be a lot more information because he works a lot of the uh, conventions and shit. So, yeah, apparently it's a was a bad time in his life. And and maybe that was the reason. I mean, because he's still top build. Well, I think he's you know, it's like Bruce Campbell who's in Evil Dead. But I almost feel like if you're already jumping into another franchise, like, why would you not ride that out and see? You know, maybe you could crank out seven of them or something. Yeah. I feel like that's, they do that in a lot of horror franchises, though, mm. where you get like these final girls that carry over to the beginning of the next movie. Just, just to get scared. killed off. You yeah. know, it, yeah, it happened, you know, Friday the fir- uh, 13th Part 2 opens with final girl getting hunted by Jason. Right. Um, he just knows where she lives. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. There's a few that that happens. Maybe it's just well. They do it in Halloween Resurrection. There's that weird scene in the beginning with, uh, what's her name, Jamie Lee Curtis at the psych ward, you know, and Michael comes and kills her. Right. So. I guess I was just curious. Like I didn't. I, I tried to look it up a little bit too, but I couldn't find out if it was. This is the way the story was written, or if Bruce Campbell during Maniac Cop Two was like. I'll yeah. give you I'll give you a week, but that's it. 
Yeah, I don't, like I said I didn't find it. <clears throat> but yeah, it just said he doesn't like to talk about Maniac Cop, but apparently he's asked a lot about it. He doesn't really say much. It's cool because I didn't see it coming. Yeah, I didn't either. Like, I was like, oh shit. Like you said, he's he's like top build, so all right, we was cut to the morgue. Maybe it was something with Evil Dead. What nineteen ninety was that was that two? No, two was It'd in be the more 80s. Army of Darkness, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe. So maybe Raimi needed him. That knows? was ninety two. Hmm. You could have made both work. Yeah. I get what you're saying, Kyle. Like, why not try to... Yeah, I was just curious about it. They're I mean, bringing you back, you know? I, I tried to look it up myself and couldn't find anything. All right, at the morgue, we got a coroner and some random detective, and they are looking at the dead body of a stripper. And they say, strangled like the rest, all strippers. Why don't random I? De- why don't I know what the stripper ate for dinner? I mean... That's the whole thing I was wondering. Not a very good... Yeah, shitty coroner, dude. Yeah. Terrible. They're supposed to run down contents of the stomach. That's always number one on these coroner reports. Content of the stomach, which leads into where they're at on the um, poverty list. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think based on what they ate, you can make a pretty good assessment of what their household income is. Yeah, totally. Also, where was this coroner's um, boss to come in and just question all of the coroner's work? Mm-hmm. Be like, this stripper isn't even dead, in my opinion. <laughs> she might come back to life. And you like, don't know what you're talking about. Seven minutes, just wait. Um, so the we also find out that the random detective, he has a fear of dead bodies. So uh, Mallory... She is brought into the morgue with Detective McKinney to identify Forrester's body. McKinney asked the detective to take off the blanket. The detective's like, can you do it? So some weird little, we'll see this guy later. Uh, McKinney chose Mallory Forrester's body. She gets upset. She kind of goes into the next room. McKinney starts kind of questioning her, you know, letting her know, hey, don't get upset at me. We know nine out of ten times. People are murdered by people that they know. Mallory gets upset and she leaves. Turns out that McKinney is actually, he's working under the order of the commissioner to put pressure on Mallory. They are, they're basically trying to get her, you know, a blackballed in a way, you know, deemed as crazy. So, uh, McKinney and Riley, they're in this little side room. They're going back and forth a little bit. McKinney, she or he blames a, a therapist for his ex-wife leaving. I don't buy into that psychology stuff. I feel like a detective should buy into some psychology stuff, right? Like, you I was know, wondering. A garbage man can say, I don't buy into psychology. A police detective. I was wondering if maybe this was the time that they were starting to hire psychologist cops for them starting to put them in maybe so i i think i remember seeing shit like in the 90s on the news about that or something but i'm not i'm not sure don't hold me to that yeah um 
in this back and forth, McKinney, he basically admits to Riley that he was the one who talked Manelli out of that appointment, and he don't feel guilty about it. So we cut to uh, some Jerry Seinfeld-looking guy running out into the street. He finds out that his car is being towed. I I thought this guy looked like uh, from Dumb and Dumber, the guy who's like, get off the phone. I like he's making me angry. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Making me yeah. angry. I almost like it now. <laughs> yeah. He does look like him. Yeah. He also looks like, uh, speaking of Army of the Dead, Sam Raimi's brother. If you're familiar with Sam Raimi's brother, like he always pops up. He's like one of J. Jonah Jameson's like employees in Spider-Man. I think he kind of pops up in all the Sam Raimi movies, doesn't he? Yeah. He's got like a bit he, part. He's like a dentist in real life. Yeah, I think that's right. I think, yeah. So this guy and the tow truck driver, they're going back and forth. Um, guy's insulting him. Like, you know, you're shitty at this job. The tow truck driver has a funny little quip of like, you better figure out how to get to Brooklyn real early because we got a problem with these cars getting... Uh, what do you call it? Like strapped, stripped. Yeah, yeah. stripped. Um, so as he's going back and forth with this, all of a sudden maniac cop shows, uh, shows up and he smashes the tow truck driver over the head. Ends up hanging the the tow truck driver's body off the back of the tow truck, you know, Matthew McConaughey style. Many, and uh, maniac just fucking cop drives is brave, up. dude. He's a brave guy. He just kills oh, people. He, like, he does shit out in the open. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. Maniac cop don't give a fuck. I mean, the, the shot of that tow truck driving away with that dude swinging on it looks pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And so the, the driver of the car like just rips up his ticket and starts smiling like, I don't give a fuck, <laughs> which I, really sells like, oh, this guy's a total piece of shit. Yeah. I, like if that was your reaction to seeing someone get murdered... <laughs> Yeah. It's pretty well, insane. Not my problem. What am I on a prank show? Eh, okay. It was it's a Larry David type reaction. Like mm-hmm. eh. Eh. So we cut to Riley, she's at the newsstand, she's talking to the old blind guy. She tells him, you know, I'm not a detective, I'm a psychologist, just trying to get a profile on the murderer. The old news guy, he tells her you know, like a story from the war uh, where he was blinded. He had to, what he went several days underneath hiding underneath the dead bodies of his buddies. So he knows what the feeling of a dead body is like. And he tells Riley that that's what he felt when he touched the maniac cop. Yeah. I thought that was Uh, pretty good. Yeah. We cut quickly. The cops have shown up to the driver from pre the previous scene. And they are blaming him for killing the tow truck driver. Um, Then we cut back. We've got McKinney. He is uh, in the commissioner's office with another police brass. I'm not sure who this guy is. They start saying it's happening again. You know, everybody is going to start to get scared. We're going to get, you know, there's going to be a lot of panic. They're not totally sure who it is. And then, so this they hint at it with the cor- like the coroner's office with the stripper. So there's like a stripper serial killer, and now we've got this other killer. They're not totally sure who it could be, but McKinney says, well, there, it might be somebody that we know. 
and the commissioner won't even let him finish that sentence. McKenney, he's going to keep watching Mallory. That's pretty much his only lead. He says, well, whoever killed Forrester is probably coming after her next. We got Mallory and Riley. They're at Mallory's apartment. She's packing up all of her shit. She tells Riley she's going on TV to tell the public about the maniac cop since nobody's going and believing her. She asks Riley to at least go with her. She says she can't do that. Uh, they get in a cab. Very nice cab driver starting out. This poor guy goes through a, a quick little emotional turmoil in the next five minutes. Um, so they get in the cab. Mallory starts to freak out. She thinks that there's somebody behind her. We, the audience, we saw Maniac Cop's car kind of pull up behind her. Riley's like, there's nobody behind us. It's fine. Uh, the cabbie's even like getting a little nervous. Mallory flashes her badge like you've seen one of these before. He's like, yeah, that basically means I'm not getting a tip. <laughs> so now he's starting to get upset. Uh, turns out one of the tires goes flat. She's like, just keep driving, just keep driving. Uh, he's like, I own this cab. I'm not fucking it up for anybody. Uh, Riley's even like, cars just get flat tires. Like, it's fine. That's not a big deal. So they pull over. Uh, Cabby gets out to take a look at the the flat tire, and Mallory hesitates. Or not at all, really. She just basically gets in the driver's seat and drives off. Um. I knew I never should have let a cop in my cab. <laughs> Bam, the fucking cabbie gets run over by a maniac cop. We're immediately into a smash and dash here. Mallory's trying to drive away. Maniac cop's pushing the cab with his car up onto the sidewalk. Back and forth, finally into a parked car. Well, the whole chase is cool, too, because you see that that tire spin off the rim, and then it's just... The entire rest of the car chase, it's just shooting sparks. Shooting sparks, yeah. yeah. Um, it's pretty tense. You're not, you don't ever see inside the other car or anything like that. It's just um, bashing them into, and then there's like, there's not a ton of Christmas decorations, but there are some lights on the street and it looks kind of cool. So they get smashed into a parked car. Mallory gets out with her gun. She's fucking ready. Maniac cop just walks right up to her, grabs her, and throws her through a shop window. Is this our first through a shop window scene? Because I feel like it's in fucking everything that I remember as a kid. I mean, Leatherface... People get thrown out. Leatherface did run through that plate glass at the greenhouse. Well, this would be the second floor of this film. Because what's-his-name gets shot through in the beginning. Did she come out in Savage Streets? Did, did somebody, the fire, no, she set him on fire? Yeah, I was just about yeah, to say. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Doesn't that's, somebody That's go, the big one. Yeah, somebody goes through a plate She glass. covers him in the paint thinner, lights him on fire. I don't think anything else. Somebody, um, somebody's got to go through glass in Death Wish 3. I can't remember. Me neither. No, nothing's popping out. Um, 
yeah, so he throws her through that. Let me find where I'm at. Oh, she Maniac Cop then pulls, pulls Riley out of the cab. Then he handcuffs her to the steering wheel of the parked car. or And then just pushes the car. So she's outside with her arm inside an open window, handcuffed to the wheel. And then he just pushes the fucking car down a hill. Uh, Mallory, mm-hmm. Mallory gets a chainsaw from inside the store. So this movie has more chainsaw action than the previous movie. Yeah. It has better... With chainsaw in the name. It has better chainsaw scenes than the next generation. So the... She comes at Maniac Cop. He ends up sort of blocking it. She cuts into his hand. But it doesn't take anything for him to just grab her fucking neck and break it. So now we cut to Riley. She's still hanging out the side of this window. It's just careening down this windy-ass hill. So we went from like a downtown area to now we're like out in the hills, which looks kind of funny. Um, she's barely able to steer this car away from other cars and onco- uh, oncoming traffic. Well, there's like a part two where it goes over a pretty big jump and she's just hanging on the outside of it. Yeah. It looks crazy. Um she finally manages to get inside, steer away from a bunch of oncoming traffic, but then drives off into the, basically, and ramps up, flips the car over, um, and then another batch of cops is luckily magically there. Um, her wrist is broken, which, like, obviously, but that, like the fact that that's the only thing. Speaking, did you guys... uh? watch the McGregor fight last night or yeah. see any of the clips from this morning? Nope. I watched it. Woo. It looked yeah. like it hurt. They're going to they're gonna have to do something about those kicks, man. That's like three breaks this year or something. Did somebody get their wrist broken? No, McGregor broke his leg. Shit. Yeah. It's, it's pretty Not fucking gnarly. It wasn't bad as the last one. Rolled back on him pretty yeah, much. Yeah, but... Yeah. To his credit, uh, he he still ends up interviewing with Joe Rogan. He's like laying on the thing with a fucking broken leg, and Joe Rogan sits down and starts talking to him. Fucking crazy. Adrenaline, man. All right, so the, she's put into an ambulance. McKinney shows up. He hops up. Is Rogan like, have you ever tried the so right or the, like, whatever bullshit he hawks on his... Oh, yeah, he offered him some CBD. Yeah, exactly. Hey, man, I've been taking this supplement. Maybe you should try it out. Yeah. You should probably exercise. (laughs) Just get up and run. Yep. You need some fasted cardio and a bulletproof coffee. Setting uh, setting a pressurized tank for like three days. You'll be good. What is this obsession with gender? <laughs> Wrong guy, Joe. Wrong guy. Uh, all right, yeah. McKinney shows up. He hops in with the ambulance. Riley tells him, Sean, I saw Matt Cordell. Holy shit. So we get a back and forth between a strip club and a TV show, which is like some pundit like panel show. 
discussing the recent string of killings of strippers. So the commissioner there, he's actually a deputy commissioner, but I'm just going to keep referring to as the commissioner. He's there to discuss the stripper serial killer while Riley is there with her fucking casted up wrist. And she is there to say like, uh, hey, the stripper thing, that's a real problem, but I'm here to address uh, the maniac cop Matt Cordell, MC. Did you get those initials? Matt Cordell, maniac cop. Probably don't mean shit. Um, Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh. Um, so right at, right in front of the commissioner, she calls out the fact that they're covering up that Matt Cordell is out on the streets. So while this is going on, we cut to some Mick Foley looking guy <laughs> at, uh, at the bar, of the strip club, he's watching the TV. Uh, the commissioner, he threatens Riley with suspension for her stupid stunt. She didn't give a shit back to the strip club. Mick Foley, he's watching the debut dance of Cheryl. Uh, This dude, he is just fucking hooked. He leaves the bar, goes and sits up close, offers her, you know, flashes a big bill. She comes over, flashes the goods. Did you see that Uh, Asian guy who's like sitting to the left of him? He's just like super into it. He's like dancing all crazy as she's like kind of crawling over. There was a guy to like his right mm-hmm. that's more towards the front of the stage that was like yeah, real head bopping. Yeah, you only see him for like five seconds, but there's a dude that is just like yeah. all about now, it. Now, I've never been to a strip club, but I would not imagine that it really gets like that. I would imagine most of the guys are very timid and calm, very nervous when they sit up front. That's where we watched the McGregor fight last night at that strip club, Bones. What are you talking about? It's like a backroom poker game. I never admit that I saw it. We laughed because McGregor broke his leg, and then we laughed again when the stripper broke her leg same way. (laughs) Hilarious. (laughs) She tried to kick the pole in the middle. (laughs) I was about to to make the same fucking joke. (laughs) Yep. It's it's really bolted in there. (laughs) Yeah, she's pissed off. She thought it was a 50. It was just a five. (laughs) Um, You didn't loop it up the correct way, Nicole Starlingdale. Dude, the handful of times I went, the thing that always cracked me up was when they would come out and the girl would wipe and clean the pole. (laughs) Like, you never see that in movies. Like, one girl leaves... They start the music and then the other girl comes out. No, you see the next girl in her robe and her fucking Adidas slippers walk out, <laughs> spray the pole, wipe it down. Go talk to it. the DJ to make sure he yeah. has the right song well, cued. Well, I wonder. Yep, must be Isis who's up next. <laughs> I was going to say, Cron Howard, go best girl stripper name right now. You, you want me to name best stripper name? Yeah, just make up a great stripper name right now. This is riveting television. Tip, mm. Tiffany. <laughs> All right. How about T- just Tiffany? Just Tiffany. T i f n y. One name. Tiffany. <laughs> Tiffany. 
Bring it to the stage now, Tiffany. Tiffany. The all-you-can-eat buffet will only be open for 15 more minutes, guys. <laughs> and then the debut dance of Tiffany. Don't forget to tip your bartenders. All right. Where the fuck did we leave off? T-Bone Steak Tuesday. Uh, fuck, you guys got to watch. I, it's so top of mind right now. Fucking, I think you should leave season two. <clears throat> Sloppy, I can tell you this, sloppy steaks, that's going to be a thing. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm uh, just laughing at the hot dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that pops back up, too. <laughs> it does. Like two or three more episodes. Yeah, there's a great little callback to it. Uh, I just All got right. through the first one. <laughs> so we're at Cheryl's house, the stripper. She's on the phone with her mother. She's lying. She is not in secretary school. <laughs> we get some not doing that well. Yeah, we get some beating on the door. Um, someone's trying to get in. She calls the front desk. She's trying to ask for help. The person at the front desk is like, "If if I did what you did, or blah, blah, basically insulting her for being like a sh- a stripper." Um, beating stops. Then all of a sudden, Mick Foley jumps through the window. It's one way to get him. Uh, yeah, I wrote down. Thank God, it's just this crazy rapist and not the maniac cop. <laughs> yeah. Little did you know. So, yeah, he jumps in. He starts attacking her. Um, she, They hear the sirens. She's like, that's the cops. They're coming. He's like, I don't, you know, I don't need that much time. Uh, then I think he's like talking about how she could be on Broadway. Right. Or is that later? He's like you. You're like the best dancer ever. Like you could be on yeah, fucking Broadway. Yeah, you're just doing that. So he's insulting her while he's trying to choke her. Um, and then what do you know? Fucking maniac cop busts through the door. Um, he no longer comes in, or he no more comes in. And then two real cops show up. Fucking maniac cop tosses them around. Uh, he starts to choke Cheryl. Actually, so he's choking Cheryl. What are you guys doing? You guys texting each other? I'm following no. my notes. Oh, okay. I saw Kron grab his phone, and I was like, "Ah, oh, shit. They're passing notes. No, I kept getting oh, text alerts from someone that's not Dan. Oh, okay. It's all right. It just looked funny from my screen. It looked like you both were nodding and everything. All right, so let me reset. Maniac Cop, he busts in. He starts choking Cheryl. Two cops also come in. Maniac cop throws no, I them. Think, I think his shirt says cork, not work, Kyle. It says work. Cork? It's my work, it's my work shirt. What was that thing from uh, Monster Dog? <laughs> that girl's shirt? It just said dream. When dream? She was in a no, dream yeah. sequence. I'm going to get you guys that shirt one day. Dan is only allowed... Uh, Hawaiian shirts from now on. Yeah, Dan. Go put your fucking Hawaiian shirt on. <laughs> yeah, so whenever I do go to the press to make our five-day rental shirts, they'll all be Hawaiian prints, so you guys would have to wear them too. 
I'm fine with that. Just to be involved. All right, so Maniac Cop, he throws uh, Mick Foley out onto the fire escape and starts walking up behind him. Uh, they Then fucking Mick Foley just keeps talking like, hey, you're that guy. You're the one that they're talking about, you know. People people love you. It's the whole suit. He's just yapping the whole fucking time. He tells him that his name is Turkle. He says, hey, you should come to my apartment. It's not great. You know, he's just trying to be friends with this guy. He asks him. Um, so they finally get to the apartment. It's like this. I wouldn't call it an apartment. It's like a basement bunker. It looks it's like, like the Teenage sewer. Mutant Ninja Turtle sewer. That's what I was yeah. going to say. It looks like a fucking sewer. <laughs> Um, so he sits Cordell down. He starts, he shows like his, his eight by 10 glossies of all of the women that he's killed. Um, starts, he tries to give Cordell a drink. He starts getting fucking drunk. He's like, what should I call you? Uh, he's like, maybe, maybe I could write something or I give you a pen and paper. Uh, maybe you can write something down. Uh, he also says, like, I ain't never seen nobody whose face all slashed up like that and they're, like, still alive. You know, it's like, I'm not trying to be mean or nothing, but, man, your face is fucked up, you know? <laughs> so he he's trying to get uh, Cordell to, like, write his name down and Maniac Cop struggles and, and says, like, Cordell. Cordell. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would cut to Riley. She shows up to McKinney's office. Um, she's like, did you see what I did on TV? She's real up her own ass about the whole thing. Guess I really started something. McKinney's like, yeah, they all fucking love you now. Um, but you know, they're going to be coming after you. She Riley shares a poem that she remembers when she was a kid. It makes no fucking sense to me. I watched it twice. Yeah. Don't get it. Um, and McKenny's like, yeah, I do remember that. It kind of just blows her off, which I thought was great. Um, we cut back to drunk Turkle. He's in his basement sewer apartment, and he pulls out his knife. You ever seen anything as nasty? And fucking uh, maniac cop pulls out his secret blade from his baton. Ooh, you got a big <laughs> one, too. Uh Sounds like Turkle starts asking. Sounds like you guys talking to me, you know? Mm-hmm. I was going to say, it sounds like he was taking him to his apartment for something a little more. Mm-hmm. Just friendship, if you know what I mean. He starts asking the maniac cop, um, you know, like what happened. And now we start to get some flashes of maniac cop Matt Cordell. Um, at his time in prison, we get a real quick flash of his um, sentencing, then him being led through the prison yard. He's taking a nice night shower, which looked, the lighting and everything, it looked steamy and comfortable. It's like, man. Classic prison rape yeah. scene. Now, I'm not all about like taking showers with other people, but sometimes in like a big communal shower when you get that nice space, you know what I mean? It's kind of nice. I did enjoy how you switched up your shower scenes, though, here. I respected, mean, yeah, respected it's about the time. guys. It's now. about time. Yeah. I, th- I think it. what made it so nice is that no one was blasting their stupid music through a Bluetooth <laughs> speaker. 
Here's the deal. If you guys, if you decide like what we're listening to before the shower, I'm all for it. Not everybody at once. Does it rotate every night? Like, yeah. The only thing we will not listen to is Lincoln Park because shit is real weird. Yeah, you put that on, Dan's gonna start. He's gonna start getting on his knees. I'm calling uh, Creed off the list for you then. I never said I would. Dude, Creed is great. That's great shower music. That's uh, my sacrifice. Everybody, everybody singing along. I mean, I think my reaction to Creed is more more mainstream than your reaction to Lincoln Park coming on. (laughs) One joke. You might want that in the prison shower, though. You know. That's that's true. Creed? No, we don't want to go anywhere near that. No. You but, know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, Maniac Cop too. Matt Cordell gets jumped by three guys with shanks. Uh, this is what inspired Eastern Promises. The naked shower fight. Um, he manages to to fight these guys off for for quite some time. Um, I don't know if we've mentioned, but in this yet that maniac hop is played by Robert Zadar who is pretty famous for his, he had a growth defect with led to his like chin and jaw being sort of overgrown. He's got a great fucking look for action movies. Mm -hmm. He's actually like a big kind of buff dude. So in the shower scene, they shoot it just right. Like, you know, you're not seeing anything obscene, but dude's got a nice bod. For, for yeah. fighting off shower goons. I mean, he fights off like three or four of them too before, you know, yeah. the inevitable he finally happens. gets, Yeah, he finally gets stabbed in the back. He falls down. And then these guys just take turns slashing the fuck out of his face. And we cut to real time. Present day. Cheryl, she's being interviewed by that random detective from before. Also, McKinney and Riley are there. Uh, McKinney tells Riley that they're going to go undercover. They're going to go as like two couples. We're going to hit up some strip clubs, see if we can get Cheryl to identify this attacker. Also in this part, Riley asks like, did he touch you? You know, maniac cop. How did he feel? And I think she's like ice cold. She says he he felt ice cold. Um, So the detectives thinks that maybe there's a connection with, uh, the maniac cop and the serial killer, obviously since maniac cop showed up to serial killer's place and saved Turkle. Um, we get a quick scene of, of Cordell. He's leaving Turkle's place. And this is what starts Turkle's like thinking he knows what Cordell is thinking or what maniac cop is thinking. Um, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got my own stuff to do, but you go, you go do what you need to do. You got something to do, and then you'll come back, right? Like, like, like. Don't forget me, right? I feel like when Larry Cohen doesn't know, like writer's block, he's like, "All right, we'll just throw in a serial killer here." He does like the same shit with either jury. <laughs> yeah, it. I mean, if it ain't broke, Dan. <laughs> I'm not saying there's anything wrong People with it. I'm fucking just saying, love like, serial killers, man. It's like, oh, fuck, where do I go from here? Oh, yeah, serial killer, duh. 
So the the foursome of McKinney, Riley, Cheryl, and the random detective, I think his name is Lovejoy or something, possibly, when I looked through the credits, they show up at a strip club. Uh, McKinney's like, you girls work hard. And Cheryl's like, yeah, I can make a thousand a week. How much do you make, detective? It's like, bitch, he was like supporting you. Like, <laughs> he's like trying to stop you from getting murdered. Trying to be your friend here. Yeah, insulting his fucking wages. Read the room, lady. Yeah. Um, and then, like, they, I think Riley's like, well, nobody's here. Let's go to the next place. And the random detective's like, well, shit, let's have a drink. We already paid, like, the cover charge. Uh, you know he's just wanting to hang around for a dance or so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. One drink leads to Tom getting four lap dances, and we got to carry I him out of this place. That's I all. think I mentioned on one episode that and on the fire department, we would go, obviously, go do, like, fire inspections and, like, safety inspections at places. And we would always try to do like the minimum, like get in, get out, right? We had to go do a few strip clubs, and those were always the longest. <laughs> those always, we were always very thorough. Mm-hmm. Um, were you just hoping to show up in that firefighter's uniform and get how many a little, guys get a little like, play? How many yeah, guys? we put on our whole, all of our gear. Yeah. And just, I was going to say, like, 80 pounds of it. How many dudes turned around and was like, I didn't think it was this type of club. Yeah. Oh, oh shit. We got to go. The dudes are about to start. <laughs> Thought that wasn't until 11. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got very confused with that poll. <laughs> um, yeah. Random detectives like, yeah, let's, you know, let's just like have a drink, you know? Uh, and then what do you know? Fucking Turkle just like shows up. Just like. It's a spot, baby. It's, a, it's their first club that they've showed up to and bam. Uh, hey, they can't all be Zodiac investigations. I mean, I, yeah. So, sometimes you fall ass backwards right into the scene of the crime. Yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't take much. They chase after him. And I think Riley ends up smashing him over the, the head with her cast. Um, so they lock him up and he says, my friend won't forget about me. Katsu. Did anybody notice the graffiti on the walls here? And one of them was screws suck. I was like, what the fuck is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Screw is what you call a guard. Is it? Yeah. That's like <laughs> a, that's like... a, that's a derogatory term for like a prison guard. Cause he screws you. I guess. Yeah. Maybe they're, uh, maybe it's asexual graffiti. <laughs> and they don't want to, they don't want to bang anybody ever. Screwing is not fun. Yeah. I just thought it was. We're like tired of hiding it. An upset set designer, like God damn it! It's <laughs> really having trouble with those two by fours earlier. <laughs> but yeah, I seen that and I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I never knew that. So Riley, she f- she's finally in uniform now, and she's at the gun range getting some practice. Uh, she's a terrible shot. The guy there over the range is insulting her. Like, maybe you should go back to just shooting your mouth off on TV. Uh, McKinney, he goes and starts looking through Turkle's lair. Oh, uh, this scene was great because that dude just... I, I get that his his sewer is all brick, but he left, like, 
15 candles 80 burning. candles. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> just burning. He just left yeah. the house like that. It's all brick, you know. <laughs> I guess. I mean, the brick does help for his case here, but still, to leave that many candles and just go away for hours seems irresponsible. Yeah. Uh, so back in the cell, we get a little Danny Trejo cameo. I don't know if you noticed that. Yep. Uh, Turkle is singing. Don't forget about me, Cordell. This little <laughs> little song. And then uh, on the other side, there's a goon who starts yelling at him. This is Bloom. And this dude is fucking leaning into it holding his dick the whole time and yelling and they go back and forth. Uh, Turkle's basically saying, oh, I got a friend. He's not going to forget about me. He's going to get me out of here. Maybe he'll get you out too. Um, Bloom is, he's getting sent back to Sing Sing. He's on death row. So back at the firing range, we've got several cops now. They're shooting, shooting down range into the dark. Seems like really poor lighting for a firing range. Um, but from that darkness at the end of the range, fucking maniac cop shoots all the cops, uh, walks out and picks up a fucking automatic weapon. Like why that would be at a police firing range. I don't know. I'm not sure what it, I don't think it's like an, a Mac 10 or anything. It might be an Uzi, but he picks that up. He goes upstairs and then he just starts walking through fucking glass doors, shooting the shit out of the place right through like every cubicle. It's there's like one mistimed uh, shot where he's walking through one of the doors where they obviously blow the glass like a fraction too early. So before he's actually there, you see it all break. But otherwise, it all looks pretty good. He ends up killing like 20 cops. There's also, um, there's a scene where like somebody gets shot and you can obviously tell they're being like yanked on a wire back through the, yeah. like through the wooden glass, but it still looks badass. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, he's, so he makes his way to Turkle and freeze Turkle. Freeze Bloom, there's another guy, and they've taken uh, Riley actually hostage because while he was there, or while he showed up, Riley had actually went to talk to uh, Turkle. Um, McKinney shows up. He gets a debriefing from somebody real quick. Hey, SWAT's on the way. We didn't go inside, though. He's basically like, yeah, it's a good idea because this guy is obviously going to fuck everybody up. Uh, Turkle and Bloom, they they take the clothes from some dead cops, so they start dressing up. They start uh, going back and forth. Uh, Cordell, he's going to take Bloom back to Sing Sing. He shows up with his like transfer papers. Turkle is convinced that Cordell wants to sneak back into Sing Sing and release a bunch of convicts that are on death row and start an army. So... He's obviously just projecting hardcore. Um, He's got plans, man. Yeah. Me and Cordell want the exact same thing. (laughs) Thanks for being my friend, Cordell. 
You're the best, Cordell. Mm-hmm. It's like when I talk to my dog. Like, what do you think? Should I have Taco Bell for dinner? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, buddy. Blood crimes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. So the commissioner shows up right as they're... Uh... <laughs> so MC and the gang, they're hijacked. They hijack a police bus and drive off. The commissioner, he notices that Riley's been taken hostage. And he's got a line where he says, she puts on a uniform and immediately gets taken hostage. <laughs> um, so, yeah, MC and the gang, they, they've they got the bus. They drive through a barricade. They take off. McKenney takes the commissioner to ride with him. We need to talk. Commissioner's like, I've got my limo. And McKinney calls him out like, no, nah, no. Nah, like, we really need to talk. You need to get in here with me. So the cops start chasing the police bus. Um the bus just like starts taking out these cars, knocking them off the road. Turkle's driving. Uh, Bloom in the bus even tries to give Riley some eyes. You know, you sure is pretty for a cop. Want to integrate? And uh, Maniac Cop's not having any, you know. He's like, uh-uh. Uh, McKinney and... nah, nah. McKinney and the commissioner, they're driving... McKinney calls uh, calls him out. He says that I know that he's going back to Sing Sing um, and that you are the only one who can release this. So he starts, he's basically figured out, yeah, for sure this is Cordell. You're behind something. You need to reopen the case. Um, I know you uh, framed him. So there's a little bit of like, I feel like they they compressed some of the reveal to this part of it to just sort of to get to it. Um, the commissioner's like, no way I can't, I can't do that because there's too many of us involved. So obviously there was some big scandal that Cordell uncovered in the first movie and he was framed. His framing led to him being killed in prison. He's now back for revenge. The only person who can release him from this whole thing in McKinney's eyes is the commissioner. So the bus shows up to Sing Sing. Um, Turkle's able to bullshit. He's got the files, like the transfer papers. Did you notice that it's like a bucket on a rope? Yeah, to come that down. they use. Yeah, so they like lower a basket or a bucket down to the bus. Turkle has to put the paperwork in it, and then they bring it back. It's very, very analog. Hey, if method it, of, if it ain't broke, uh, yeah. <laughs> So he's able to bullshit. Yeah, we've got Bloom. He's here for uh, to go back on death row. You know, like, hey, he's not supposed to be here till the morning. Turkle's like, yeah, there's a bunch of shit that went down. So we got out of there. We think his buddies are coming to break him out. They let him in. The One of the guards calls the prison warden and says, hey, you know, we just got tomorrow's inmate early. The warden says, no, nah, I just there was like a fucking attack at the police station seal that section of the cell block off like which i thought was actually cool like oh yeah obviously somebody would have passed on this information um but even though it's locked down mc and his crew or a maniac cop i have it obviously as mc initialed in my notes uh they break a guard's neck they steal his keys they're going through the prison the commissioner gets on the pa and just starts fucking admitting everything. 
like your case will be reopened. Yeah, retrial. Yada. Yeah, we'll give a retrial. There was a bunch of people involved. You were framed. I was involved. I've signed a confession. Uh, Riley is even like, hey, hey, like this is this is what you needed. This is what you wanted. Like, let it go. Uh, maniac cop just fucking takes off. Turkle goes after him, and Bloom starts freaking out. Like, ah, oh, fuck. Ah, oh, shit. Uh, so Maniac Cop breaks into his former cell block, and he finds the goons that killed him. So there's a bunch of them talking shit like, oh, fucking Cordell, I'm ready for him. Uh, so they start fighting. One of them throws a Molotov at him and sets fucking Cordell on fire. He will be on fire for the rest of the action sequence. Damn right. It's awesome. I think one of these goons, too, has a total smut wall in his cell. Ah, damn it. Did I miss that? They don't show it up close, but there's like one brief shot where it's in his actual cell. And right. there's, there's like 15 pictures all pinned up to the wall. Damn. You already got an eye for that smut. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm hunting through these movies, dude. <laughs> um. So he starts picking these guys off, even while he's on fire. Uh, he throws one of them like 20 feet into a wall, hugs another one, and spreads the fire to him, then throws that guy up onto like the next story, like up above the railing into a group of people. Uh, he finds the third person. He goes over and he starts attacking him. And at this point, Turkle is now upset, like, you were never my friend. It's like, yeah, we I, no. So he starts attacking uh, Cordell. Uh, he stabs him in the back. Cordell turns around, grabs Turkle, and fucking Kool-Aid mans it through the wall. They fall like four or five stories on top of this bus, and it fucking explodes. I like that they exploded the bus for no reason. I mean, yeah. I don't Gotta think they have it. They Why not? They didn't fall near the gas or the engine, but whatever. Mm-hmm. We're here already. Oh, it was the it was the bus from the Road Warrior. It mm-hmm. was full of barrels of gasoline. Mm-hmm. Um, so we cut to Cordell's proper burial. He's got full honors. Um, McKinney, he starts hearing some shit like and it's the it's some children saying the little poem that riley was saying earlier in the movie uh mckinney takes cordell's badge and he throws it on top of the coffin as it's being lowered Uh, mckinney and riley they're walking away mckinney says that uh it feels good as a cop when you get to kill a bad guy (laughs) because you don't have to deal with the lawyers and the paperwork it's just justice. There's not a whole lot of difference between a cop and a maniac cop. We cut back to the coffin, a little slow pan. Bam, Cordell's hand busts through, grabs his badge. Credits. Fuck yeah. Maniac cop too. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I mean, somebody went, oh, how do you make Jason Voorhees a cop, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you... Slash the face and put a uniform on. What a just a quick breezy flick, man. 
Dan, you got any trivia? Did you oh. scour the depths of IMDb? Upon further research, gentlemen, as we said, this was written by Larry Cohen. First release in July of 1990. Uh, estimated $4 million for the budget. I didn't come up with any box office numbers. I couldn't find any. Sorry. Um, movie looked great. Yeah. I thought. Like, really well directed. Like, $4 million, I feel like they definitely stretched it. Yeah. They did good you with know, that it, budget. It did feel cheap. Uh, Leo Rossi is our uh, serial killer there. He actually got kicked out of some strip clubs for whenever he was doing his research for being a little too creepy. I'm researching, uh, damn it. <laughs> Let and, me stay in. Uh, we got a body count. Of, does anybody want to guess? Uh, I think at one point they even say like how many cops he killed at the, I'm going to say like 30 something, 31 is my guess. Karan? Uh, well, I looked this stat up as well while I was waiting for the zoom to start. So, uh, so take your <laughs> th- guess. 34. I got 33. According so. to <laughs> bodycount.com. Body count, kill count. IMDb trivia says body count is 33, 34 if you count the cop killed in the opening footage, although that was reused from the first film. Uh, 33. Uh, sure. Wait, isn't body body count is Ice-T's new metal band, right? Uh, I think they're just like a metal band. Okay. Ooh, <laughs> but yeah, that is true. I think they do a um, an updated uh, suicidal tendencies. Uh, what's that song called? Give me a Pepsi, just one Pepsi. That's weird because that song came up this weekend. It's strange. Life's fucking weird, man. <laughs> it's a strange land out here. <laughs> it's a strange, strange land. Oh, guys, would you rather be in these strip clubs or Zabalba? Oh, these strip clubs for sure. <laughs> strip clubs, dude. Strip clubs. But, yeah, that's that's all I really find. Uh, well, and the Bruce Campbell, he doesn't like to talk about it because it was, he was going through a divorce. But I figured, I thought there'd be more out there. But I get that, though. Remember how miserable I was like Whenever nine years went, ago when like, my big breakup? Oh, I was, you've been divorced twice, so what are you talking about that breakup? Well, I, I mean, I call it a breakup, but I guess technically it was a divorce, but... Oh. You lost all your money. All divorces are breakups. Not all breakups are divorces. I mean, you're doing great now. Yeah. Working on my third. <laughs> we're Guys, we're moving along. Do we have anything before we uh, rate my letterbox? No. I mean, final thoughts, or do you want to rate my letterbox first? I think I think we should rate the the letterbox first. All right. Combine the two. Let's rate that. I'm gonna give too much away. Let me make a grid on the paper. Let me see your box, Kyle. Maniac cop. Look at it. Oh my god. Did you get some work done? It's a mirage. 
That is, as I like to say, erotic. All right. Kron, how about you go first? It's a tough one because, I don't know, this movie is pretty good, all things considered. So I'm going to go with Dan at a 3.5. I'm going to go Bones a 4. I'm going Kron... 3.5. I'm going Bones. A 4 as well. Three point fives all around. Kron, why don't you pull out that Pringles can and expose yourself? Yeah, let's see that. Uh... So I watched this movie last night. I mean, there's a lot of great action. There's a lot of little touches as well that I think are entertaining, like the cop throwing his food out of a moving car (laughs) or, um, I don't know, just that lady being handcuffed to the steering wheel flying over a cliff. Like, everything looks good. This has a lot of uh, little details that I liked. I'm going with a four on this. I really like this wow. movie. <laughs> I had a great Damn. time watching this last night. Damn. I don't know if it's just from coming off of uh, The Next Generation, but this was highly enjoyable. Gentlemen, we had great shots here. Uh, we had great soundtrack. We had a great action. I liked. I really liked the action. I thought they did a wonderful job on that. Uh, I'd say more of an action flick than a horror flick, really. Um, I'm going 3.5. I'd watch it again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I really enjoyed it. I still think there's a few things that keep it just shy, but I'm open to to it changing over time. I'm I'm a 3.5. I agree. Like what action that we do get is pretty awesome. Um, I just think some of the story elements are a little too rushed at times. Like you said, they kind of fall backwards into a lot of stuff, which is okay. You're just trying to get through this story, but I mean, I yeah, will. a thoroughly enjoyable watch. I wasn't stressed about having to watch it again and take notes. I was actually looking forward to it. So I think this movie, the first half to me is more entertaining than the second half, just cause you get a few more action beats in that part of it. But yeah, I feel like the, the, like the bus crash and the dude on fire, like there's enough in the second half where you don't, ever lose steam you know right and i mean there's a rap song to end it out yeah i didn't even talk about that uh i didn't mark these scores down so how many points did everybody get 
Dan got one, and you and I got a 1.5. Fuckers. I really enjoyed... I, I really like how quick the ending is, too. Like, it's... Once it starts, like, as far as, like, him busting into that place, it's him shooting up the police headquarters, them stealing the bus, you know, they don't really, like, it's so fast from them arriving at the prison to him killing the guys. I feel like most movies would have another 10 minutes in there, but it's immediate, like, commissioner starts spilling his guts and he's like, ah, let me kill these guys and then I'm done. Pretty underrated. But uh, you guys got anything else to say about 1990s Maniac Cop 2? Uh, I'll just say we shut her down real quick that this would be at number two on the big list right under rad there. The difference is 0.01 of a on the score. So rad is at an average score of 3.68. This would be 3.67. Wow. Just hanging on. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm okay with that. No, I enjoyed uh, Maniac Cop 2. I will be watching Maniac Cop and maybe even Maniac Cop 3. Yeah, like I said, I've seen... I know that I watched Maniac Cop a lot, probably like shortly after I moved out here. It was just a DVD I picked up randomly for like $5 out of a sale bin. Uh, and I thought I thought Maniac Cop 1 was great, so... I think two is a little bit more action packed than the first one. Uh, so at some point I'm also thinking checking out part three will be, you know, in, in the immediate future. Well, I read that maniac cop three is like, they get away from the action and it's more of like a, a cerebral sci-fi. Interesting. Yeah. So, there's like a whole black and white sequence where you go inside Cordell and stuff. So I thought that'd be cool. I'd watch that shit. Yeah. I guess just in summary, this is a great movie. Definitely <laughs> watch this before you watch Texas Chainsaw the Next Generation. Mm-hmm. I would say Every time somebody says, hey, we should watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation, say, no, we have to watch Maniac Cop first. Yeah. Or Maniac Cop 2. Every time your friends pick it for movie night, <laughs> you shut that shit down. You think we're the only podcast that ever covered Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Chapter? No, there's no way. Probably not. I, was, I listened to one before we recorded, so I know for sure we aren't. I'm like positive that uh, every movie ever done already has a podcast about it. We're 20 years too late. We might be the first to cover Monster Dog. (laughs) Mm. I I don't know. As a movie podcast, there might be an Alice Cooper podcast that has already covered it. What do you think, like, what episode that we've done you would put up against anybody else's episode of that title? 
Probably rad. Got to be rad, right? Yeah. For now. I mean, twice dead apparently is amazing. Our, I would put up our army of the dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just if you, yeah, instead of watching Army of the Dead, just watch Maniac Cop a few times. Mm-hmm. Watch it twice. That's about how long Army of the Dead is. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Who needs an Army of the Dead when you have an army of one dead cop? Mm-hmm. Robert Zadar. I don't think he's around anymore. I think he died. I think he's dead. It's kind of a bummer. Yeah, I think I've seen that too. R.I.P. R.I.P. Robert Zadar. Well, this is a weird Sunday record for us here. Yeah, Dan, you got to get to church tonight, right? Yeah. I thought you guys were going too. Uh, I'm I'm just uh, live streaming in. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. COVID, you know. Mm-hmm. They so believe in that. Jesus is my vaccine, baby. My church now, I, in Waco. I still have somebody coming over putting a wafer in my mouth. My church in Waco burned down, so I don't go anywhere anymore. <laughs> Man, let's get out of here and take a shower, huh? Yeah. We'll come back and Dan will uh, reveal our third pick for sequels only. So... Like Maniac Cop, we're just going to fucking end this thing. Crash and burn. Crash and burn. Crash and burn. We appreciate you listening. Why don't you find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere. You can now find us on YouTube. You can follow us and play along and letterboxed. You can also send us an email at 5dayrentalspodcast at gmail.com. All right. Guys, I'm clean. Powdered my big old balls. Crunchy powder your box? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> Whatever you want, dude. I'm going to put my finger in it. I greased up my Pringles can of a penis. Yeah, you well, dude, if you wanted Pinsol? to insert, you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want a powder pre-insertion. Mm-hmm. You would yeah. want you want some Vaseline. I'm putting it wherever it fits, guys. I coat cool. my coat my body in a thick layer of lard after a shower. Get that You're, sheen. Mm-hmm. Your skin's so clear. Oh, I'm glowing, dude. I do feel real self-conscious whenever I buy lotion. Everybody no. thinks you're getting it to jerk off. Yeah, but I have a lot of black ink on me, so whenever I do take a shower, I like to lotion it up. I'm like trying to protect my investment. You should just always buy it with Kleenex at the same time. <laughs> and a Playboy. Yeah. yeah. 
Don't even leave the question. I don't know. We we talked about that last week. Like, can you get a Playboy? Yeah, I think you could still find them. Bring your own into the store. You oh, could, yeah. You could buy a Lady Gaga vinyl. Like, you just read it while you're waiting in the checkout? Yeah. Like, while they're ringing it up? Like, like oh, yeah. You just walk up with your lotion and your Kleenex, <laughs> and then you hold up your 1994 penthouse, and they'll know. Just be like, mm-hmm. page 15, yeah, you're going to get it when I get home. Uh, yeah, you take Apple Pay. I got to hurry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to go. Dan, yeah, you are the last leg of this tripod, which is sequels only. Can you reveal what we're watching? Um, back a few categories. Kron had a really tough time, and I was in that boat this time around. I went through many, 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 many picks. But I think I finally found some, or one, and that came to me today that I had not came across. And I was like, all right, you know what? Fuck yeah, let's do this one. So for the third selection for sequels only, our next film will be from 1986, directed by Lamberto Bava. We're going to go to Italy here with Demons 2. You can stream this on Shudder, uh, Mubi, or AMC Plus, which I don't think any of us have. Mubi? Or, or you can rent it from Amazon. I've seen this movie. You've seen Demons 2? Yeah, I saw this. Uh, I went one year. Belcourt does 12 Hours of Terror near near Halloween, and Demons 2 was at, like, I don't know, 10 in the evening or something. <laughs> An earlier showing? I can't remember if that one... I think, actually, at that point in time, it was, like, from noon to midnight. So I think this was the second-to-last movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so a little bit of Italian horror. So they are famous for that over there on that side of the the water. But should be fun. I think. All right, horror fantasy. Yeah, seems a little wild. Now I have to get Shutter again. It is available on Shutter, and I purchased a shutter last week so or i guess i could just pay to rent it that might be the way to go the the bummer with shutter to me is that it's like a few other apps where it doesn't have a samsung app so i, I you know i do most of my streaming through my samsung downstairs and then i have a roku in the other room like so I could put shutter on it, but it's not the it's not the good setup. It's, although, it, it ha- although Demons Two does look like I could just watch it on fucking whatever. Yeah, renting it said Amazon, but I I didn't check on Apple or anything else. Yeah, Amazon, Vudu, or Flix. So Vudu. Vudu. Now you could buy it for ten bucks, so 
Yeah, that's true. I think it should be, you know, we should all purchase every film we should do. Just grow your collection. No, thanks. Yeah. So we've got a group of tenants and visitors are trapped in a 10-story high-rise apartment. Dude, you can't be picking a movie right now about being trapped in an apartment. Why not? Uh, It's infested with demons who proceed to hunt the dwindling humans down. Maybe this story is real life. What's going on down there? Guys, I just want to say I was the only one here ballsy enough to go not part two. You set the criteria for this category, Kron. I'm just saying. You know, there's a lot of stuff that's gone. And you got punished for it. Did you not? Look, it was a bad movie, but it was a part four. I mean, you could have used it for your part four category that you got. It was a roll of the dice, gentlemen. Also, I think it's kind of a cop-out because it's called The Next Generation, so it implies that it's starting a new... Starting It's like a new checkpoint in the franchise. Maybe that's what Kim Hinkle wanted for there to be... I could have picked Tokyo Drift, which is a sequel but a standalone. I'm sure he had a discussion before the movie came out about The Next Generation Part 2. And then when it opened to $100,000 total, probably got shot down pretty quick. How many Trekkies do you think were just fucking furious (laughs) at the title? I considered Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2, but I was like, I think that'd be too much. Yeah, that'd be too much Texas Chainsaw. I'm glad we're going with demons here. And Only they, demon should fear me. You're not a demon, are you? Cordell. You guys ever see Frailty? Is that the one with the dad goes crazy? Yeah. It's Bill Paxton and uh, yeah. Matthew McConaughey. No, I don't think I saw that. I think we need to stay Only away demon from- should fear me. You're not a demon, are you? Need to stay away from McConaughey's early work. Or embrace it. Yeah, live your I, life however the fuck you want. What was that I've movie never seen demons the, too. You must follow this podcast on Letterboxd, didn't Spotify, make, or Apple. Didn't he make a movie with like, like little people actors? Who, yes, McConaughey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Gary Oldman plays a little person. Mm-hmm. I think it's called Tiptoes. <laughs> yeah, we gotta watch Tiptoes on this podcast. God damn it. You know who it's got in it is uh, she'd make the absolute top list of of big list of babes would be uh, Kate Beckinsale. You got to stop giving him ideas, Bones. What? Of shit to watch? Cron Howard. Why? Because he'll he absolutely builds categories around weird ass movies we mention every time. Mm hmm. Can't wait for number four to pop up for the tiptoes category. (laughs) Oh, you mean movies that feature an actor playing somebody that 
would get them canceled now? That'd be fine. Because <laughs> there's no fucking way you could make tiptoes with Gary Oldman as a little person. Mm-hmm. In or he found atmosphere. a he found a fucking list on the internet that just has celebrity feet sizes, and he just picked like the top five smallest feet. Maybe it could be like people have to walk on their tiptoes in the movie or it has to be named tiptoes. <laughs> Who? Okay. Little people aside. So no Peter Dinklage, no Vern Troyer. Who do you think's got the smallest feet in Hollywood? Well, who's the smallest woman in Hollywood? Like a Mila Kunis? Well, or Natalie Portman? Yeah. I was thinking even smaller. I was thinking Natalie Portman. That lady from Poltergeist? Who's the girl from... uh... Oh, shit. The crazy lady? (laughs) Yeah. Who's like... I don't don't think she's a little person. Yeah, she might have really bizarrely small feet, though. Who's the Harry Potter girl? Hermione? Uh, Yeah. She looks like she has some tiny-ass feet. What is that what the lady? Fuck is her name? What's that lady in Poltergeist say? Don't go into the light. <laughs> yeah, but it's like don't go in. It's like real weird. Her voice. Yeah, she's she's fucking terrifying. That's that's Tobe Hooper, right? Yeah. Hmm. But and then kind isn't the of. rumor that that Spielberg might have directed quite a bit of that? Well, whose name is on it? Tobe. Okay. Yeah, I think it was. There's some controversy about how much Spielberg did. Man, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Yeah, it's been used forever. to terif- fucking terrify me as a kid. All right, I feel like Seth Rogen would have really small feet. <laughs> I don't want to discuss celebrities' feet. A- Aziz Ansari. <laughs> oh, the, dude, this is gonna, this is what's going to get us clicks. This is somebody Tarantino is going to want a guest on this fucking podcast. Somebody has a four terabyte hard drive that's dedicated to this. Yeah. Okay. Demons too. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about your last episode. I fucking love that he called Enter the Dragon a piece of shit. Like he says it no like such Enter the Dragon is a piece of shit. He doesn't care. I mean, it, no. They're gonna give him a check to do whatever the fuck he wants. Mm-hmm. Dear Five Day Reynolds, I'm writing you to be your foot expert. His name's like Nathaniel Hands. I have conducted extensive research on this subject. Oh yeah. Do you want pictures? <laughs> My name is Nathaniel Hands. I'm writing to you from the back of a Payless shoes. <laughs> you're, I've been the manager for eight years. Your go-to foot expert. Love what you guys are doing. I own J- Dame Judy Dinch's socks. From the set of Skyfall. <laughs> And you know that they're funky because that movie ends with that whole like, 
um, Home Alone sequence, and she's running around getting real sweaty. Did you watch Spectre yet, Dan? Nah, I watched Black Widow. Oh, yeah? Did you go to the theater or did you? Nah, we just watched Premier Access. I paid the 30 fucking dollars. I'll probably go next weekend. Dan, I gotta support my AMC, yo. Dan, I finally watched a trailer for The Green Knight. <laughs> Sorry you had to sit through that, Kyle. The movie looks really good, Dan. Oh, now you want to change your tone. I think I've <laughs> run the tape back, dude. I've been saying it looks too good. We're not on tape anymore, dude. We got computers. Here, let's go to the let's go to the fan. Yeah. If you're listening to this before the green night comes out, email us at five day rentals podcast at gmail dot com and tell us is the green night too good for a two day rentals episode? Yeah. Weigh in, Nathan Hands. Tell us Nobody what you knows think. because they haven't Larry. seen it. Yeah, Larry. But Joss. they can watch the trailer. We can get their input. How did you come across this trailer, Kron? Did you look? Did you? I went to YouTube and uh, he was I, taking a shit, and the guy yeah. next to him was <laughs> He's watching like, it on his phone. Hey man, yeah. have you seen this trailer? It looks hey badass. He, like passed his phone underneath. The guy next, about- the guy next to me had it going on his phone, and I was like, "Could you just hold it under the stall so we could both watch that?" Don't- Talk about green night. I got a green shit going on over yeah. here. Yeah, he'd been eating a bunch of uh, naked fruit juice or whatever it is. <laughs> green machine? <laughs> yeah, he was chock full of it, dude. My body just don't respond to kale, man. <laughs> well, I wasn't sure if you went and was like, okay, I'm going to watch this trailer. You just came across it like, oh, yeah. No, I I sought it out. Okay. Guess that's a good sign. It looks really cool. <laughs> I bet it's going to be better than Demons 2. Oh no yeah. Way. Oh yeah. Uh-uh. Cron, are you happy about a Demons 2 rewatch? Yeah, I remember liking this movie. Right. I mean, I I'd already watched like 5 movies at this point, but I remember enjoying it. Those are the worst. Like we did the four that one time, and by the end of the second movie, I was like, "Yeah, this is kind of dumb." <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I can't do it anymore because now they start at midnight and or they start at like ten or ten at night and end at ten in the morning. I can't do those hours, man. Nope. Noon to midnight was good. <laughs> yeah, I'd fall asleep. And speaking of falling asleep, let's get out of here while the getting's good. All right, folks. Demons 2 next week. Last film for the sequels only category. And then... uh Who's the next category? We will have a review show first, and then uh, Bones is the next category. Better get this list nice and tight. So he better start start 
Start thinking of your review show bits. Number eight, small feet. (laughs) Petite feet, feminine step. Oh, I'm picking tiptoes for sure then, dude. I'm not looking up any movies that have feet in them. All movies have feet in them, dude. Oh, I I guess delete your fucking- Actors gotta walk around. Delete your search history then. Yeah. It's not in there. Movies with tiny feet. Oh, there's Happy Feet, that fucking penguin movie. Penguins got, man, they got cute little feet. They probably got bigger feet than we do. This is turning. I guess, I guess, proportionally to their body, a penguin has giant feet. Yeah. Everybody, watch Demons Two. This is our new day. Crash and burn. Crash and burn with (laughs) this feet category. Crash and burn. uh, Send your foot-related content to Dan at five day rentals podcast at gmail.com nathaniel hands at gmail.com cron make that your handle call me nate (laughs) don't be so formal we're best friends call me nate (laughs) i think you would i think that type of guy would prefer to go by nathaniel Stop calling me Nate. It's Nathaniel. I've never had a friend before. Call me Nate. (laughs) Do you live with your mom, Mr. Han? (laughs) I live all alone. (laughs) How many movies a year do you watch, sir? 543. Well, it's not quite two a day. So what's your schedule looking like? It's uh, two movies most of the time, one movie some of the time. Now, are you looking for like Checks out. Checks money out. Money when you do this, when we call you in, or you're just doing it for the love of the show? The love of the feet? I was just looking for a friend, but also if you guys got any household cleaning blends that I can use. Oh, we got some lined up for you. Great. Now, when you when you play games, like, are you do you always have to win, or are you fine with defeat? Always a big defeat guy. Crush me under your souls. Crash and burn. <laughs> <laughs>